and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. All right. Um... Three, two, one. Let me go. Okay. Amanda Thompson, I'm so excited to have you as my guest for She's the Boss Chats. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> and we've just discovered that we're actually local neighbours to each other as well. So when we get out of lockdown, we'll have to go and have a drink. But let's start this with telling everyone who you are and what you do. So Amanda Thompson and yep. I run Endurance Financial. So it's a financial planning business. Right. Um, uh, yep. And I also do some keynote motivational speaking as well. Right. And tell me a little bit more about Endurance Financial. What exactly do you do there? So it's, it's, it is your normal financial planning firm in that we do insurance, superannuation, investment, and those things. My passions are, are business and women. So, Yay. so, yes, and um, you know, my my story comes from the banks. So there is a reason why I'm on my own doing my own financial planning. Really want to be a fee for service organisation, yep. um, and by service I mean service, like proper service. <laughs> yeah, yep. So paid for what I what I do. Um, and as I said, it's it's a long-term relationship with my clients that I'm always after. So businesses in their growth phase, I, I just can't wait to meet them and then I'm stuck there for a long time. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic yeah. to hear. And why women? Um, so I, I, well, women in that I grew up in a single parent family and watched right. my mum struggle. Yeah. Um, and I find myself a single, I found myself a single mum nearly over 10 years ago now. And I, I just think that we come from an era or a generation where we're still on that cusp where money wasn't a really spoken about when I was a child. No, no. And certainly we weren't told about financial planning no. and planning for the future and retirement. No, exactly. And as much as I, I mean, I love my mum. She's my greatest advocate um, and my go-to, my best friend. Even when I started in the corporate world and I had children, she was very much of the children come first, children come first, and it was built into me. And, and um, I, I love the imbalance of my life. <laughs> it, it, it runs me. Um, and at times the kids are the most important thing and at times me and what I do is Good. important. Good. But I think that, yeah. that that balance is needed. Now, there's another bit that you didn't mention, that you're an endurance runner. Oh, triathlons, yes. Triathlon. This is me showing my lack of understanding. So you're oh, a triathlon. Yes. You're an iron woman though, aren't you? I am. I am. Wow. I'm an iron woman, which is, um, if for those who don't know, the race itself, I, I love it when I complete it in under 12 hours. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. Yeah. I'm just, I'll just, I'll give you an example. I'm just very excited because I've started doing 5,000 steps a day. Uh, any, <laughs> and look at you with your endurance. No. So what is endurance? Like is that that's 42K. What, tell me what, what's that's, involved. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's a 3.8-kilometre swim. Wow. A 180-kilometre bike ride. <laughs> and then you finish it off with a marathon, which is a 42.2K Oh, run. my goodness. So what, um, well, I guess we'll get into that in a minute, how you got will. into this. Because, okay, so next question is why did you set up the financial planning business? Was there a okay, light bulb um, moment? Was there something that happened yeah. to you? 
You know, um, yes, and my life has really collided over the past few years. And I say triathlon probably brought a lot of it out of me. But there's four main parts of my life where I lost what I would say my identity. Right. Um, And that was when, just before I met my husband and I was brutally attacked. Oh, no, Amanda. When I became became a mum, believe it or not. Working for the banks, <laughs> right. I lost my identity very much so working in a male-dominated um, arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fourth one was a, was a, was a, a threesome where I got divorced, uh, got cancer and decided to do an Ironman triathlon all in the uh, space of a, a year. And that, that, wow. last, that last bit really opened my eyes to um, – who I was, who I wanted to be and what I wasn't being. And being in the corporate world of the banks wasn't who I was as much as I loved my my job. Was um, there something that triggered you to leave though? Was there an incident that happened or was it just uh, gradual? It was gradual. A lot of it was to do with me. You, you, you really, when you're – and they have changed. I know they've changed by, by just nature of life. But when I was there, I when I started, I was at the top of my financial planning game and I was 28 years old with child and the only female in the national team of 23. Oh, my goodness. And the only woman. Younger. Yep, and 10 years younger than the next oh, person. Oh, God, Amanda. I can, I can almost <laughs> tell what you're going to say, but go on. <laughs> so but the culture uh, around me really was difficult being mm. a mum. Um, and, and having a family at home and trying to be a, a wife and being young. So I was a young mum in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, but, but as life went on, I worked as if I owned the bank. I worked as if those clients were my family and the way the banks, and they are still structured in terms of the KPIs, are very much detailed around the cross-sell or how much revenue you can get from one client. Yeah. It just it just wasn't who I was. I was working astronomical hours because I wouldn't upsell or oversell clients for what I hate that word sell, but that's what you did at the yep. banks. Yep. So I'd see more clients. To meet my targets, I'd see more clients. More of them. Um and then just one day and then one day I left the bank and I went and worked for someone else and it still wasn't right because I just felt there's, there's a little bit of weird in me. There's a little bit of difference. Always has been. <laughs> Great. We yes. love that. Hey, I've got two girls. I want them to own themselves yeah, however absolutely. they are. Um, and so I just went, I'm going, I'm going to go. I'm going to go on my own. And I had to do a bit of planning being a single mum. Obviously, you can't just jump ship and think that life's going to be rosy. And I, I planned and I told a couple of my clients and – I was very, very lucky, and the first thing two of my best clients said, "We'll come with you wherever." Yeah, thank goodness we've been waiting for you to realise this. (laughs) Wow, isn't that profound? (laughs) Yeah, and um, my boss at the time said, "Yeah, you know, I I have the the nickname Tomo, so very much in the boys' club, Tomo." I'll go in with you. Do you need me to, to financially back you? Um, you know, knowing wow, that I was leaving Amanda. his business. Yeah. So so aligned myself with such a wonderful man and I looked him in the eye and said, no, I'm going to do this all on my own. And he said to me, and I know you will. <laughs> oh, my God, I've got goosebumps now just from you saying that. How yeah, empowering so, was that moment? Look, it was just great um, for me who is a moral-driven person, to for him to know that I would do what I say I was going to do in terms of clients and and deliver what I said 
in, in that sense, that was the, the good moment. The good moment is that he knew who I was and I was a woman of my word and that's all that counted. So that oh, was yeah. A, I mean, yeah. I think it's a fantastic endorsement that he was prepared to back you yes. and I love it that you said no. Yes. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> what, so, so let's go right back now yeah. and we'll yeah. sort of unravel the story <laughs> and then um, hear more about you and yeah. what sounds like an incredible journey. So yeah. where did you grow up? Tell, let's go right back to there. Yep. So I grew up in Strathmore which mm-hmm. is in Essendon, right near the Essendon Airport. In Victoria. Of, yeah, yep. right near the house that was the castle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and um, was very family orientated. So I, I was the girl that got off the bus every day from high school and visited my grandparents just because I wanted to. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. So yeah. your parents and your grandparents live nearby. Yep, yep. And and do you have any brothers or sisters? I do. I have a younger brother. Right. Um, who everyone will laugh and think he's my older brother just by the nature of, um, you know, I'm I'm slim and blonde and Brad's full of hair and uh, <laughs> and likes to take over the father role some, sometimes. But, but we, we have a good dynamic. We The three musketeers, my mum, my brother and I. <laughs> right. So, so, which, and you said that you grew up as a single mum. So, how how yep. old were you when your parents split up? Uh, year seven. So I was thirteen. My brother was a lot Ooh. younger, and I learnt very, very quickly that I um, was a, an independent woman. In that, it was unexpected. It was yep. unexpected, and I just went into control of the family mode and look after my mum and brother, um, right. so grew, grew up very quickly, grew up very yeah. quickly. Yeah. But the, the benefits of things like that is I worked from the day I was legally allowed to. Yeah, I had a job from the day I was legally allowed Which to. Which is what, even, what? What is that, 14 then, and nine 14, months? 14, nine months back then. Now it's actually 15, I think. I know because my, yeah. I've got twins who have yes. literally were waiting for the day they could go and get a job. And now we're in COVID. My daughter as well. She's done her resume and we're in COVID. So, um. well, one, well, so I've got twins and one of them is at Grilled and they're doing takeaway. So he's still, get, he's still working. And the other one was working at the vault making coffee and he's not. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, but it's, cool. it's great that they want to, I think. I mean, I love seeing them. I mean, they went off and kind of did it themselves. And yeah. I love it that your daughter's put together her CV already. It is. And, and they're both girls. And, and as they get older, I suppose one of the benefits, and we're digressing again, but one of the That's benefits okay. is that um, you, you start to realise all the hard work that you did and that wanting to truly lead by example is paying off when yeah, they great. go and do things on their own. And I think yes. that's any parent, isn't it, when you, when you have little those little wins. swells with pride. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you and your brother and your mum yep. grew up in Essendon. What happened then? Um, yeah, so then well, so that's that, – so that was, was, So what was the first job? Was the, This is a part-time job uh-huh. while you were at a school? A swimming teacher. A swimming teacher. Oh, yeah. A swimming teacher. So I was one of those get up every single morning before 5 o'clock to be in the pool swimming laps at that age. Oh, gosh, squad. Yeah, squad, so 10 sessions a week. Um, and gosh. Yeah, so so I grew up as, a, as an adult. I now look back and a single mum, I think, gee, how did she do that? Even all the sport that we did, all the extracurricular activities that we had. Um, and, uh, yeah, so went and did that, went and did, um, so I went to a high school that wanted doctors and lawyers. Right. <laughs> Yep. And when I went into the careers counsellor and said that I wanted to be an accountant, he said, oh, and Andy, you have too much personality. 
for that, <laughs> which really the underlying thing is they wanted me to study medicine. <laughs> right, right. No, well, I have to say I did um, media studies at RMIT and our lecturer used accountants as an example of what not to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd say you're thinking like an accountant if you weren't being creative enough. So Exactly, yeah, yep. And still to this day, that, that, that yep. you know, and I'm not anti-accountants at all, but still to this day I would agree. So off I went and, um, you know, said, okay, I'll go down the sciences path and they convinced me to I might have been a little bit disobedient back then and purposely dropped a subject so I couldn't do medicine <laughs> right. right at the last minute. But I got into physio um, right. and did two days of it and said I don't want to do physio anymore. So then transferred to what what was human movement PE teaching. You know, I had this dream of wanting to go to Canada to be a sports scientist. Right. So that was that was the dream and, and I did that and um well, how did that, how, hang on, how did that happen? How did you – so you, you – you, just take me right the way through, step by step, I'm lost. So you're doing Welcome the – Welcome to the, my life, Jules. <laughs> so you did the swimming classes while you were at school. Yep, so I um, – yeah, so I worked 30 hours a week in Year 12 to pay for my education. For the 30 week hours, hours a week. And did Year 12, yeah. Oh, you're incredible. What an amazing yeah. grounding, obviously, for the woman that you've become. Absolutely, but you know, my mum's got a lot to do with that as well. Yeah, so yeah, good on her. Um, so yeah, so my my um my my schoolies was spent working as a lifeguard. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was how I spent schoolies, which was great. And then I did the Great Victorian bike ride. That was my that was my Gold Coast schoolies trip. I did Great Victorian bike ride. With well, some I reckon older you, pro- <laughs> you probably had a better time than a lot of people who yeah. go up to the Gold Coast. I know yep. with my son, I was like, don't go up there. Yeah. Oh, um, so so I did human movement, and when I I did human movement, I came out and I was doing personal training, women's fitness, um, work at a couple of schools and I decided again as Amanda does to do something a little bit different I was going to start my own personal training business right we're going back a long way now and that was really um, showing my age it was back in the era where personal training was really just coming yes coming just to. starting so it was for the wealthy the wealthier and yep. it tended to be before and after work hours yeah um, so because of what had been inbuilt in me in terms of work ethic, I said, well, I have to do something during the day. And I went to my mum and said to her, I'll just go and temp. And she said, have you ever worked in an office before? I said, no, but I can do anything. Yes. <laughs> so I went and enlisted in a couple of temp agencies in the city and um, the day after an interview at one, I got my first posting, a two-week um a two-week stint at what was Colonial First State back again showing my age, back in the day where 30th of June was this mad rush for superannuation contributions and the like. So right. I was employed by Colonial First State for two weeks to count and balance checks and deposits and make sure application forms were, were filled out. And uh, two and a half years later, we're still there. Wow, because you loved it. I mean, <laughs> God, the thought of working with all those numbers is just so different for me, but you obviously loved it. I loved numbers. I was very naughty in accounting class when I was at school is that I'd go in with a vision that I would try and pick as many mistakes as the first year out of uni teacher 
made and my joy was <laughs> my joy was correcting the teacher. So oh, you sound like a nightmare. I was exactly I was. like that with the English teacher. <laughs> I was. I think um, I'm not sure. Someone put on Facebook yesterday. Um, did your report card ever say you know such and such talks too much and why was and disruptive Dis- to disruptive the whole class? Disruptive to the class. Yes. <laughs> oh, but I was that. I was that child that the teachers didn't really have any other method but to say, Amanda, what did I just say in a, in a way of catching you out? And, of course, I could repeat verbatim what they'd said and then they'd lost their opportunity That's to tell right. me that, off. There's <laughs> nothing worse than a smart-ass in a class, but I think I was that child yes. as well. So I, get, I spent a lot of time out in the corridor. <laughs> um, so then um, when I worked for Colonial First Aid, I loved it and, as I do, set challenges for myself. So I was only in the business development area as administration back right. then. But the challenge I always set myself is that, not to let the phone call go past me if it didn't have to. So I wanted to have all the answers. Right. And then the team there, I've always had very supportive people. The team there said, you need to go out and be a financial planner. So I did my studies. Right. Um, and that this is probably where the start of my story really begins. And my first, I took a week off between getting, I got my first financial planning job and I took a week off. First week in my whole entire life that I hadn't actually uh, Holiday, worked. holiday. Yeah. yeah. Or had a job. So I was employed for a whole week really wow um and then the fourth day of that holidays i you know enjoying life note and um got brutally attacked while out running at 9 30 uh, in the morning oh no amanda what happened <laughs> can, you, can you talk about it or i mean we can gloss over it if you prefer oh, oh, yeah look, look it's not something that i want to define me but it um no but it does set your, your tone so it must running. have had a huge yeah. effect on you it, it, had, it had, you know, and it, even if we were talking about the the, de- the development of my relationships over time with men, that would probably be, be yeah, um, right, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so I just got jumped. I got jumped on the corner of a primary school, three hundred meters from home. Um, uh, so it's a very calculated attack, and um, I was terrifying. left severely, yeah, severely battered and bruised, and truly thought I was going to lose my life that day. Oh at the my. hands of someone else, yeah, um, yeah, and so that's that that caused me to again put other people first, and I rang the job that I was supposed to start um, that following week and said, "There's no, there's no way that I can work on yeah. on Monday." You know, by Monday I had closed over eyes and still bat bruises from head to toe, oh. and you know. Um, <laughs> You can't, you can't, so don't try. You no, just can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it, it took a, a lot out of me and I then, you know, picked again with beautiful family, my mum and brother, picked myself up and... and um, did you get counselling or anything? I did. I did. Um, you had, there, there was victims of crime back then that gave you a certain amount. But I, right. I, don't, I don't know what it was but I harboured a lot of guilt even though I didn't know this man I didn't know this man had never met him um but I think that it's funny even all these years we're talking 20 years ago now um exactly actually 20 years ago this year um Mm. I remember the police saying that if you hadn't have gone out the same way every day at the same time, oh, stop it. They did yeah. not. Yeah, and I don't think God, they that victim, but no, it. they probably yeah. didn't. But it's but what I stuck in your head. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yep. Um, but then it was just so for me, it was just the, the first realization of 
I wasn't in control of absolutely everything in my life. And there was um, no way you could control that situation anyway. No, no. But then I think then starts that losing, you know, what I spoke about at the start, losing my identity, Everyone, everything I thought I was or was going to be in that very moment disappeared at the hands of someone else mm. who happened to be a man. <laughs> um, you know, and I just met my husband to be. Like we'd actually been on one date. Oh, wow. So he was obviously instrumental in helping you recover as he well. He was. He was lovely. Very, but then, you know, it was also probably – um, you, you look back and you can be mature about things and he actually met an Amanda that probably wasn't really a true Amanda. Yes, and, and, and wanted to I, look after yep. you and then and didn't like the independence when, when it yep. came back. Yep. That's right. Yep, so I don't, you know, and I have two beautiful, beautiful girls, girls. you know, I'm in, in the soul and, and we are great parents to, together. Oh, um, that's good. So, that's great. Yep, that's great. Yep. I wish more separated um, families could be like us. We are We are. Fantastic. Oh, I envy you. I have yep. a terrible relationship with my kid's father. Oh, so you're so lucky. I'm lucky. Uh, and, um, and you, you obviously know, worked at it. I mean, I it's did. not something that comes easily when a oh, marriage he, breaks down. You know, and as much as if he ever listened to this, he'd probably deny it. But, you know, when we split up, the only thing that I wanted to do was um, – have a relation, the girls to have a relationship with us. With so dad. when he said, Are you going to be like every woman and take me to the cleaners? Rah, rah, rah. You know, I walked away with nothing. I actually right. paid him, I paid him out purely to foster yep. what I, what I hadn't had as a child. Um, and, and it, you know, so it was a very, very tough years, <laughs> very tough years. I, I was the same. I ended yeah. up doing the paying out and, and it was very tough. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, it, but it gives you a bit, bit of a backbone of steel as well, I think. If you think if I can get through this, I can get through anything because at the time it feels so overwhelming. It, it does. And, and you know, um, Honestly, I wrote an article. I, I, this, is, this is my life. So we'll jump, Jules. I wrote this article in this um, beanstalk, uh, beanstalk for single mums. Just this blog, and it was wealth creation right. for single mums, which prompted someone to contact me. Um, and she was ringing or contacting me about investing for her children. Yeah. You know? um, and I, I, I spoke to her only this Monday, just being. Oh right. And. Um, she said, I do have something else I want to run by you. And she's just broken up with her husband, like in, on the weekend. Right. And so I felt, I was like, isn't the world, like you and I, isn't the world this strange place? And probably an hour it's of our conversation. <laughs> yeah, an hour of our conversation was you really have come to see me because I, I love helping women who are strong and resilient and it's nothing about actually investing for your child now. Let's make sure we protect you and what you want through all of this. So oh, that, that develops that. But, you know, I, my marriage broke down purely. I was addicted to work. I found something I loved. So I worked at two of two of the major banks through right. um, my, my, my marriage, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I was – <laughs> I sometimes I don't even know how I did it. So my, my kids may have been in childcare a couple of days a week and I was lucky enough that my mum worked part-time. So yep. my mum had them. Um, and I always worked part-time when I had my children because I wanted – that was yep. my choice. It was by choice. So even when I got poached to the other bank, I was like, that's great, but these are my – if you want me, this is the way that I, it's going to have right. to work. Yeah. yeah, great. But I was the person that would leave the office while all the men were still in the office because they were going home to home cook meals for dinner. And 
I was the one rushing to get the kids out of um, childcare and make sure that my husband had a home cooked meal and they were showered and you know bathed and into bed and then I would go into the office and I would work often to two o'clock in the morning trying to catch up on everything and then I'd go and wake my husband up who'd fallen asleep in front of the TV and off to bed and slowly, slowly the waking of my husband got less and less, you know, and I'd just go to bed, you know. So um, that was was life. I loved it. I loved what I did. I loved the clients and the education and knowledge that I gained from working with such a diverse range of people. Oh, that's great. Textbook clients, that's where most of my knowledge has come from. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and then a the little bit of the story that I forgot to tell you is that I uh, left my husband, became a single mum, nearly died because I had a heart attack, kind of, and didn't realise, thought I was just stressed. Because oh, my, my God. Well, t- talk to me about that because <laughs> I know so many women that have had burnout. I haven't had, a, had anyone is, who almost had is, a heart yeah, attack. This is serious. So I didn't realise. I was just coming into 30 June. I thought I was just stressed with work and I hadn't taken a day off because my marriage broke. And you're working till 2 o'clock in the morning as well. Yep, yep. And um, I... I remember saying to the doctor, I'm still not feeling well. And he, he said, come in. I said, I am not can't come in today. I've got too many meetings. You know, this is my family doctor. This is the doctor that yeah. delivered me. Lucky again. Um, he goes, okay, well, I'm going to fax you across some blood tests. You head up to Collins Street, get them. They've got an urgent. I'll get the results. And, you know, come 3.30 that afternoon, I've had 20-something missed calls on my phone, blah, blah, blah. Finally get on to mum because I thought, oh, she's got the girls. Something must be wrong. Um, she said, you know, doctor has has said you have to go straight to see him. So I went straight to see him. He said, I can't, you've got to go. I can't admit you to hospital now. You'll have to go through emergency. So right. went through emergency at John Faulkner Hospital in, in Essendon. And, um, oh, my God. Um, apparently my ECG is still being used for training methods in that someone who actually lived through <laughs> what that Right, had. you were that close. Yeah, yeah. So I had a severe potassium deficiency. Right. Um, which Who uh, knew that that could, was bad? Uh, I didn't know. But the doctor said, you must have been feeling terrible. I said, yes, I just thought I was stressed. He said, and the base, that you know, truth be told, in 24 hours I would have dropped dead. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I spent a bit of time in it. I said, well, over a week in ICU and then another probably oh, 10 days in the cardiac ward before I decided to discharge myself because I just had enough. Um, um, and then- <laughs> you, you just wanted to get back, but I'm so glad you were forced to have that sort of 10 days or so of just down tools. Absolutely, and the culture of the bank was shown in its truest form when every single day my then boss rang to ask about not me. Clients, clients work. And, and you know, while I've got clients who are doctors ringing me to say, now, can I, can I look at your results? Are they treating you properly? And so the, the care I got from my clients as opposed to my your immediate employer. manager. Yeah. Um, so then that uh, then recovered from that and um, was diagnosed with melanoma on top of it. No. So, so how did you – so what was that, a, a spot somewhere that – Yeah, that, so, so on my leg. Yeah. On my leg, so something that wasn't really ever seen in the sun, 
Um, it's just one of those things. Um, then went, okay, I've had enough of all this shit. Sorry if I'm not allowed to swear on <laughs> you. Here, but, okay. <laughs> um, that's it. I'm going to do what I do best and i um, going to find a challenge and that challenge was an Ironman triathlon. So so I, you had no background in it before then other than nah, obviously you've done human movement swimming. and swimming, so you loved yep. sport. Yep, and I thought, well, you know what, if I can't control cancer and what's going to happen and what happens from here on in I can control the training and you know how I go in this Ironman right. <laughs> with, two, with two little girls <laughs> on my own no but the little girls I kind of get because my I know that my boys would would love have loved it if I was doing marathons or stuff they just love skipping along they wouldn't have even noticed it probably they, um, we still laugh about my training for Ironman and you know in when I got went and bought a wheelie bin from Bunnings yes. so I could put ice in it and have ice baths. And, you know, Olivia will say, do you remember, Mum, when I first got in it? Or, Mum, do you remember when you couldn't get home from the run and we had to go get icy poles to <laughs> <laughs> to get you home? And, so, but yeah. what, what made you, what suddenly made you think Iron Man? Did you, was there something, was it the swimming <laughs> aspect of it that you thought, no, I'll do it I, and it's attached to... <laughs> When I used to, or- yeah, when I used to swim train, there were um, guys there that were triathletes, so, you know, and yeah. I remember it. And I'd actually done um, – I'd done one half Ironman and went to watch the Ironman that was in Melbourne and it was two days before that. This is actually a true, true story. It's two yeah. days before that um, I'd had the diagnosis that I had melanoma. And we went to to triathlon and I was with Olivia and Bella, my daughters, and they wanted to buy something that put, you know, a card that said go such and such or whatever it was. So we are some people from this triathlon club that I was um, there. I think my coach at the time was um, racing. So I think Olivia said, I want to go, go. Um, captain that you know so yeah. it was a two dollar donation to get this um, piece of paper and write on it with texture and the donation was for um uh tour de cure which was the can is the cancer right and i said to my my friend who i was walking with and the girls well i should donate i've got it and that was my first realization or admitting to myself that i had cancer right and so the very next day i went okay i'm going into ironman next year so what sort of treatment did you have to do for the melanoma though? I mean, how yep. do you train while you're yeah. <laughs> going through that kind of thing? So especially in your legs. I had to have an, an operation to get it removed as it was quite deep. Yeah. Um, and um, I did get offered radiation therapy and back then um, chemo of which I said, do I have to have it? Because if I don't have to have it, if you can't look me in the eye and tell me I have to have this, then I won't. They, yep. So they were comfortable that they'd got it all, but they just wanted to make sure. Right. And there was no way I was putting my children through chemo or radio. Um, so I didn't. I didn't. And um, it took a long time. And even now, if you, you met me, people still say, what would you do to your leg? Come off your bike. Or so right. it's very, you can see the nice big scar. And well, I was so But it didn't come bike. back and, and you did it. <laughs> no, yeah. So I've had, I've had another one removed. Um, right. But just in time. So um, brilliant. Yes. And, um, and then I went, yeah, so that was great. And while training for triathlon, and this is, uh, I truly am honest when I say this, I, I learned who I was again. Right. Through everything. You, you can't hide. 
when you are absolutely exhausted from this week of training and you've still got 10 kilometres to run or whatever it is and everything's hurting and you have no control over what you're thinking, your life comes at you. Oh, right. truly comes at you. And it's it's a hard one to understand, I think, because a lot of triathletes will tell you that in that, mm-hmm. that training phase. Um but it, I learned who I was again, and and I I started to believe in myself a, again. I wonder and if it's just that that the fact that you were so physically fit and strong gave you that mental strength as well. I wonder whether it was anything to do with that. I think so, and and I think I I, I say um you know if you have a look at my website, the first things that'll come up are adversity is a given, but courage is a choice. Yeah, lovely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so I think that I've always had that ability to, to stand up and say, not me, not now. Um, yeah. Wow, what an inspiration you are. Oh, yeah, I try to be. I try to Incredible. Be. All right, well, keep telling me the story, right? So, so yeah, you started so, that. So, yeah, started that and then um, left the banks and decided that I could, couldn't be a, a corporate financial planning doing all those hours when I now was, you know, responsible for my children. Most of the time. Oh, I've got a great question I have to ask you later about how you're juggling work, especially when you're such a workaholic. Um, Yes, so uh, mother guilt is real. So if any of many mums are listening, mother guilt is is, is, it actually should be in the dictionary. It really should. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's visceral, isn't it? I mean, you just feel so bad. Oh, you feel bad when you're with them. You feel bad when you're not not with them because it's yeah that. The, the guilt of, and I'm an empath. If you haven't figured that out already, yeah. <laughs> so I can get get worn out quite easily by others, not by their intention, but but because I'm an empath, right. um, I just absorb everything. Um, uh. So even mother guilt in that sense is hard because you know I know most mothers will be, take the pain away if you can, but it's kind of like you you, you feel it, and even when you're the yeah, world's you worst do. mother, you're still feeling it. <laughs> and you were far from the world's worst mother. I mean, gosh, you you've just done so many great things for your daughters oh look and, and they, they're great girls and they're lucky they've got a, a good they've got great family on both sides yeah, I, I'm good I, I'm really big on family you'll hit you, you know I grew up in a great family environment extended family environment um yes yeah, so um and so then endurance Endurance Financial was born, and my mother made up the name actually when I went and started. It's a great my own. name, considering knowing you. Know me, yeah, isn't it? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and, and clients who knew me would be like, love it, love it. Um, you know, I meant I'll go the whole way with you, you know, um, it, the, go the yeah, distance. Yeah, it's, yeah, great. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but I remember a particular client um, at the time, and I was telling her, she said, she, she's, um, She's, she's an amazing lady, sits on the board of, you know, the only female on the board of an um, ASX 200 oh, company. I'm about to write an article about that actually because there's some stats came out last week that proudly announced that there is at least mm. one woman on the board of, or, of, I don't know whether it was 100 or 50, but, you know, most of the ASX 200 companies. And I suddenly thought how horrific it would be to be the only woman on oh. a board of men. I mean, there it should is. be a law that says you've got to have at least two because you need an ally. 
Oh, do you know what? And it's not just – I was actually having this conversation with my daughter who's studying this subject called isms. Right. And I said, Olivia, go to your teacher. And she said, Mum, don't. And I said, no, I want <laughs> you to go to your teacher and tell him that what you should actually do for a research project is go and research the demographics of the people that sit on the boards of our yes. top 200 companies. It's not just sexism. It's ageism. It's oh, no. racism. It, the, diver- the lack of diversity on – things when in a time when we know that people's differing opinions are so important to make that's them something right. tick. That's right. You know, and uh, parenting, a, you just have to look at parenting. Sorry to interrupt. No, 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 parenting. No. Yeah. You know, in something as simple as parenting, different opinions will, you know, having been open enough to talk to other friends about things with my daughters, I've learnt things. So, yeah, yeah it, it's my go. And, and those, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, not only do I feel for the women, but also you're quite, you know, as, as we always talk about, how can we have an old white Anglo-Saxon man make a decision that is about, motherhood when he knows nothing about it at all. And I mean, in that generation, they literally know nothing. Most of them have have just worked all their lives and they've had wives staying at home. And and so they've had no understanding. I mean, you know, the pandemic, as as awful it has has been, has done all sorts of great things. And that's one of them. Put those men at home to realise what's involved in looking after kids. But then you're, you're continually disappointed when we have a look at the commission that just came out after the Brittany Higgins saga and yeah, what, I know. what did they take four of the recommend 53 recommendations well bravo let's celebrate that <laughs> it's i know it, but yeah. anyway it's a time of change we definitely we'll are there. in a time of change we will and if we don't stand up and have a voice then it won't get changed so all we can do is talk about it and hope that other people listen that's and, absolutely yeah. true now oh do you going no, to no, say, no, no, no my no. next question so Amazing that you've got this business. Love, love that what you're doing. Along the way, you've talked about being in the boys' club in, uh, which yes. must have been hideous at the banks. Because this is about women, one of the things I like to do is ask: Have there been any women that have helped you? And if so, do you want to name them? Because it's nice to do a shout out for all those women that are supporting other women. But have there been? Yes, they have. But Great. do you know? But but I do. Yes, they have. But given that I have come from a boys' club, yeah. So um, a shout out to the men that actually own that the women can do things as well. I yes, think it's just very as important. True. I have, and I, I will answer your question. Of but my um my my keynote speech, whatever you want to call it, is actually called Life Lessons Learned in Lycra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great name. It is, but one of those things are that triathlon is this unique sport where diversity is allowed and that in so many ways there isn't another sport that I can think of where the world champion is on the same course as an age group woman for example yeah you know um so young I, I train with Young children, old people, single, married, you know, men, women, everything. Uh, um, And, you know, um, physically uh, impaired people, everything. LBGQ2 and all of those. (laughs) Everything. I can't, I'm not good at spelling. (laughs) No, I know. Um, But um, the thing about Lycra is that. I'm sorry, no one looks good in it. I don't care how (laughs) good your body is, no one. And so when you you. put Lycra on, you're actually, to a certain degree, an equal. Yes. 
Um, so don't don't uh, don't get me grumpy by saying you got chipped. I can't stand that word. By you know, so it's just as much the women that need to realise that we are a part of a team, or especially when you're you're actually chance upon something like triathlon. There's no man versus woman. Great. Unless you're on beach road on bikes. That's yeah. a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a woman that's passing a group of men. That's a different story. <laughs> um, but so, yes, there have been, but there actually been, the fact that I'm talking to you now is that um, I did probably suffer a little bit of imposter syndrome in in getting myself out there. I was lucky right. to have an amazing group of clients that refer to me, so I've never had to advertise myself, so to speak. Wow, that's a fabulous endorsement for what you do. It, it is, um, and one of the biggest um, advocates this this year for for me, well, this year, the last two years, um, is my my best friend. Is Carolyn Carolyn Tonelli, who's yep. also so also a GP. Um, so you oh, can wow. imagine her life is very similar to, yes. to mine. <laughs> um, and she has just believed in everything that I do. Oh, fantastic! Um, my mum, my mum, my mum, who, who yeah, doesn't understand everything. she sounds everything. incredible. She doesn't understand triathlon. She doesn't understand running my own business. She doesn't understand my drivers, but she'll still back me. Thank completely, um, and the business chicks. The biz- I joined business club through business chicks, right? Um, and that's been amazing. The women that I've met that boost each other up every single day, especially when you are locked in a room in your own home with no staff, because I yes. work for myself. Yeah. Um, in that sense, so. Um, and I have, um, I and my daughters. So I am surrounded by great women. Oh, that's good. That's great to hear. I mean, all yeah. I loved, I just love to, um, and I, and I, you're a hundred percent right. We need the guys as well, but I just feel like there's so many women that are unsung heroes that are helping other women. So it's lovely to sort of do a shout out and acknowledge them. Well, I think all the women that, uh, all the women that are seeking for me, even my clients, yeah, all the women who are actually seeking financial advice and trying to stand up on their own two feet, they inspire me every day to keep doing my job. And helping them. Yeah, well, you, you're doing an amazing yeah. thing as well. And I love it that you, as you say, you're an empath, you understand their situation. And, and so you can give them help that's kind of real yep. rather than anything else. All right. So now, now comes my next question for Go the workaholic. For <laughs> How do you juggle work and life? So what do you do to give your girls time and to make sure that you don't have another heart attack or get close um, to it? Yeah, I've learned the signs. Right. So I, I have learned this, the signs. Um, how do I do that? I, I don't strive to find the balance. That's the right. actual, the biggest thing that I do. I do not believe it exists. Yeah. Right. I, I, but are you blocking out weekends and evenings for the girls or what do you do now they're a bit older? We do. Uh, Thursday night is always um, family used, night. Yep, family night. But it's actually easy, easy dinner night. So it's whatever's in the cupboard. It's not takeaway night. It's easy dinner night. So whatever's in the cupboard, you make it. You, you right. know, or, you, you know, and often you'll find Bella's making it for us, or Libby's making it for us, or oh, you know, so you know, you can have toast if you want. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. So um, there's that. We will still. Um, so Olivia turned 15. We will still have our our girls 
you know, binge watching TV, although mum doesn't oh, watch great. a lot of TV. I force myself um, <laughs> to, to sit down. I um, still encourage them to come on the bike with me running, which they don't really do. But oh, so I you're still a- doing marathons and things like Yes, I am. So I qualified for world championships. So I'm. Wow. It's been cancelled twice. <laughs> it's been cancelled twice because of the pandemic. Right. Um, Is that and- in Australia? No, so there's so there's I've missed two now, so one in Utah and right. one in, in Taupo in New Zealand. Um so And yes, what I about did, the the one in Hawaii? I don't know why so I know about oh, that one, but I do know about that one. Are you gonna do that one day? If I qualify and my I'm, my next race is in December in WA if we're allowed in. Right. And and Fingers crossed, touch with Jules. That would be a, a great outcome if I qualified for Hawaii. Um, and that's that's probably that the girls will always come. Triathlon allows us to travel. Yeah. So they're always offered to come and we make it a bit of a holiday. So we, oh, we enjoy our time in that sense together. Um, I... Well, okay, so, so yeah. what are the signs that you know that say it's time to slow down, Amanda? Just, um, but, but just for yeah. anyone else that's listening yep. apart from anything else. So the empath in me when I'm going to burst into tears for no known reason right. whatsoever when I'm standing in my bedroom means that I am emotionally exhausted. Exhausted, yeah. Um, normally that means I'm emotionally exhausted and I'd be a fool to go and do that 15K run that's on my program because right. not only, I'll physically exhaust myself as well. Um, and then there'll so be nothing left. No, so that there's times like that. I make my client meetings in the morning when I can, because yep. I do I, I do tire out after a big training session at yeah. night. Um, so there's things that I've learned about my myself. That oh, sorry, that's just made me think. What what does your training exist of? What what do you do at night? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, just freak me out completely. Okay. So in. In a bulk phase of training, the, the maximum I can fit in a week is 18 hours of training. Oh, my God. Right. Yes. While running a house, while running a business. And family and, and yeah. doing your 50 hours a week or whatever it is yep. for work. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So um, That's enormous. I have just employed in COVID. We haven't really had a chance to do it. So another 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 Yarravillian. Oh, great. So, um, no word of a lie, I met her at. Barkland Johnson wine bar <laughs> and have employed her because I get I know gut, my gut instincts always right and right. so you know I've she's known, awesome I've known her for a couple of years so I've just said well will you help me and she's so we're gonna do great things so and oh, she wonderful. will listen to this so Lee I love you to pieces and I can't wait to do great things together oh um, that's fantastic yeah um, yes, yeah, so so balance. I don't believe in it, and I also believe that uh, if you don't have a balance, it means you've got a passion, and if you've got True. a passion, you've got to follow it. So I, I liken it to I have a I have a newsletter, and I actually wrote about this a couple of months ago, saying it's a, a seesaw. You know the seesaw. Yep. If that seesaw is not going up and down, you are not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. Okay, yes. uh, my last question. I don't know whether there's anything left that you haven't shared with me, but is there a quirky fact that most people don't know about you that you'd be up for sharing? And it can be anything. Oh, gee, there's several. What Ooh. would my quirky fact be? What would my quirkiest fact be? Oh, you've put me on the spot, Jules. Um, 
Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay. We talk about Yarraville. I'm going to put this in in writing, in words. Yes. Um, the, the ongoing joke around Yarraville is I'm the fittest alcoholic going around. <laughs> I think that that's a great quirky fact. So when I said let's go out and have drinks, you're doing all the exercise, but you're definitely not sort of abstemious and only eating mung beans no. and, and water, no. drinking water. You had me at drinks, George. You yeah, great. <laughs> okay, now last question is about iPhone or phone apps, just because I'm personally obsessed. It doesn't really relate yep. to anything. Um, so are there some – well, do you use your phone for business? And if so, outside of – I'm not interested in email, linked, yep. you know, um, and social media, but what are your – have you got any go-to? two great apps for business? No, no okay. is my answer. No, I am a bit uh, technologically uh, phobic. Challenged. <laughs> but it's phobic actually, you know, apps, right. kid, having two teenage girls. I'm only grasping social media in this pandemic and how powerful it can be. Right. It's normally, it's been a fear of mine. I have two girls who are, you know, I, I watch two teenage girls. Here's another quirky fact about me or a passion. I watch two girls who them and their friends are obsessed by how many likes they get on, right. on Instagram. It, it does my head. It just upsets me. It just yeah. really upsets me. So social media and I have not had a great relationship because I was only really on it to put into Monitor place. Monitor them. To, well, yeah, they had to be my friend. If they wanted it, I had to be able to see what they were, were doing. But I will bite my tongue and I will put my hand up and say the benefits that it's had for my business in and around COVID and even you and I connecting yes. has been amazing. So I do see it. Um, and if anyone's listening and they want to send some apps to me, please do because <laughs> I, I probably uh, – Probably should I use my phone to numb my mind more than anything? Oh my goodness! When I meet you, I am I'm like a, I'm like an evangelical I don't know what app monster, but I love different apps. So I'll oh, in, please yes. I'll tell you about some clever ones. And um and what so what platforms are you on? LinkedIn and Facebook, is it? Li- LinkedIn, Facebook, and an Instagram. I like oh, Instagram well because I don't have to write so much. I like looking at photos and just <laughs> right. I, I am never on Instagram, and I'm yep. all over LinkedIn because I like the writing rather than the the photos. But, I mean, I love photos as well. But. Yeah, I think my time, you know, it's a time thing for me. I I, um, I write like I talk. Everything's a story. So if I put too much thought into it, I'll end up putting an essay and then LinkedIn uh, tells you, me I've got too many words. No such thing anymore. LinkedIn have removed that. Oh, good. Don't tempt me. <laughs> so, listen, if anyone wants to work with you, connect with you, what's the best way to do that, Amanda? Have you got so, a website? And yeah, a- so, so my website's www.amandathompson.com.au. Yep. And, and Thompson a, with a P. P, yes. And there's a there's a shout off there to the endurance financial side okay. of things. Um, so the main part of the website's me and my speaking and, and things like that. Um, and then the other really good way to get me is in on Instagram and it's a okay. really interesting little tagline. So it's Amanda underscore try, T-R-I underscore mum. Ah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, listen, Amanda, thank you so much. You are absolutely amazing. What you've gone through is incredible. And to be so positive and to be helping other people at the end of it is great. And I reckon you're going to not only become an Australian champion, but maybe a world champion. You've just oh, got you it in you, I can tell. <laughs> and thank you. And thank you for everything that you do for, for women in business. So it's forums like yours and outlets like yours that help people like me. So shout out to you. I really thank appreciate the opportunity. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au.